So when you go AFK with full body on, this is this is what you shall see. Hello and welcome to the cockpit. I'm your host Zesty. I'm Lofty, your co-host. This podcast is going to cover all things virtual reality, as well as basically everything else, with a fair few drinks along the way. So, if you have some time to kill, some drinks to drink, hopefully both, feel free to hang out with us for a while, shoot the shit, and maybe solve world hunger. So, seeing as this is the first episode, (laughs) yeah, we probably won't. Seeing as this is the first episode, I thought it'd be a good idea to have a little discussion about virtual reality. So, starting from the very beginning, Rusty, when did you first get into VR and what got you into it in the first place? Oh, um, my, my first job got me into VR, quite frankly. Um, I, had, I had some cash on my bank account and didn't know what to do with it. So, got the opportunity to buy myself a Rift S. For very cheap, honestly. Okay. Um, made some great friends on there, and I decided to stick with it. I have a very similar story. So it was, um, I was literally just looking for something to buy for my PC. I was like, you know, do I just rinse a bunch of money on games? Or and then I saw the Rift S um, on sale as well, actually. <laughs> um, so I bought myself a Rift S. Loved it ever since, and like you said, I'm sticking with it now. What was the first game you played? Oh, um, apart from the, like, tutorial games from the Rift S, uh, I, I would say Echo VR, uh, sorry, um, Echo VR, uh, if that doesn't tell you anything, the, the Space Frisbee game. I've seen it, I've never played it though, um, it's an Oculus exclusive, right? Uh, yeah, I had such a blast playing this, it was amazing. Yeah, I think when you first start playing VR, like that is the first mind-blowing thing. It's like, like wow, you're like f- almost in the game, you know? So that that's what blew me away. The first game I played was um, Half-Life Alex, And yeah, that, that actually blew me away. Um, just the detail in it, the fact that you can see like the dirt in your fingernails and stuff. Crazy. And like even with the Rift S, it's like you still get that VR experience, like, you know, buying an index, like what we're both using now, it's not needed to get the, the VR experience. It just makes it better, you know? But yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to hear that you started on the Rift S as well. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people did. I actually forgot. <laughs> many of many of mine and Rusty's interactions has been when we've been very, very drunk. So. This drunk out of our asses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's probably a lot of things you told me that I've completely forgotten, and vice versa. Indeed. So, at what point did you play Alex? Then was that one of the first few games for you as well? No, that was only after I got myself a better PC. Um, so before I got into like actually playing the Archer, as as I as I am right now, um, I had a rather bad computer. So running any VR games on there was already rather difficult, as it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I totally know the feeling. Like I've I've made a few upgrades along the way because of VR solely. Like I'm not I'm not big into you know 
like triple a games i don't need to play on like ultra settings and things like that i'm fine with just like you know high-ish settings and good performance but yeah i've i upgraded my gpu recently just for just for vr so into the first few sips if anybody is drinking as well please follow along what are you drinking rusty i'm enjoying some nice ice cool captain morgan in this stupid yeah. heat wave <laughs> oh shit i know like he in we're both europe so i'm the i'm the uk he's germany uh horrendous weather at the moment not good for vr to be honest so i think that's making it worse but let me just get my drink i've got whiskey and lemonades it was ice cold maybe five minutes ago lukewarm at the moment but yeah let's let's uh, take a little sip together So, flying games, I think, are probably the best way to experience VR for, like, newcomers. One of the first games I played was uh, Elite Dangerous, which is, like, a space game. Crazy. If <laughs> it's, it's similar to, like, VTOL VR in the sense that you have to, like, learn a lot. There's a big learning curve. Um, my first time playing, I jumped too close to a star, lost my canopy of, of the of the spaceship and I was just spinning uncontrollably. I think that was the only time I've ever had like VR sickness, you know? A lot of people get motion sick. Not me anymore you since then. That before and I actually remember that. <laughs> because um, motion sickness is something really not to be underestimated. Um, I for myself had never had a problem with it. I, hip tracker, I can do whatever orientation in VR, whatever. But a few family members and friends of mine, they couldn't even, like, move about at all without falling over IRL or throwing up. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I let my mum try it. She didn't like it initially. Um, but I, I think it is one of those things, if you haven't, you have to kind of play it for a while, maybe with the safety settings on before you get comfortable with running around or like any fast-paced games but um you mentioned your hip tracker you can practice again oh yeah yeah definitely you mentioned your hip tracker so i think the next topic we might as well cover some full body stuff because we are both in full body at the moment i just kicked my desk but <laughs> leg so yeah when did you get into full body oh I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I would say 400 hours of VR to go, so maybe like four or five months. Okay, um, similar for me, maybe, maybe a little less. Um, but yeah, I I can't really remember. For me, it's like it was something that I didn't think I would I would need or get into, because yeah, you definitely don't need it for VR, but it certainly adds to the immersion. Like that is what. I'm crazy about with VR, you know. I do remember that video of your, on your channel. Yeah, little little plug there from Rusty. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, I aim to please, if you do have time, guys, I'm sure I'll link it in the description. Big Zesty Lemons on YouTube um, made a little video about about uh, full body. But yeah, it's for me like the more immersed you can get, and like 
I'm quite into the technology as well, right? You probably are too. Like the the fact that it's even possible to track. Hang on. To track your full body in virtual space just is it's mind blowing, you know? Like going back to when we were kids, it's like you couldn't picture anything like this, you know? The fact that we're just both sat here at a desk with a camera filming us, you know? Mm. I also like the aspect that in VRChat you can be whoever you want to be. I mean, you obviously have chosen the... You have switched from your normal lemon avatar to this e-boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I just stayed rusk. <laughs> uh, I, I think... Yeah, so that's one thing about VRChat that might be worth talking about. There is a lot of... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't choose the e-boy life. The e-boy life kind of swallowed me whole because to interact um i i had to infiltrate the the e-boys i had to become what's what i feared you know <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of e-boy avatars and the e-girl av avatars are very copy and paste right <laughs> uh, you do see some here and there that are, that are crazy i always like the ones that don't just copy and paste you know mm. for me i i hope you can see why i chose to stick with the rusk especially the the oversized one yeah they're they're cute right <laughs> you are kind of putting me to shame though with the with the scale difference between us <laughs> we can work on it we can work on it maybe i can like zoom in more to my side when uh when i do this in post just to make myself appear more more dominating <laughs> at the table <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think I shall not complain. half life alex even still today there's not been another VR game like it. Uh, would you say you found any others that people should try? Um, what I would say is a definitely must try is Echo VR. Uh, not only do they have a good story, um, but it involves time travel, literally, literally every every nerd's dream in space. And uh, of course, the, the the second part, Echo VR. Um, the, the frisbee game of that uh, of that knockoff, I, I must say, said like that. Then VR chat if you want uh, a very anti-social social platform. <laughs> and half of Alex, I do have to agree with that, uh, with you on that part too. It's a very well crafted game. A lot of story aspects, a lot of references to Half Life uh, One and Two. A lot of story explained on there too, and one of one of the best situations you can uh, have on there, because twenty years of of hurt has been reversed <laughs> that way. In there. Yeah, it was a it was a good uh, stand-in for Half-Life Three, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that a lot of people were pissed yeah. off, right? Because they seemed to think, no, you need to get like a a thousand a thousand dollar pound index to play it, but. Like I, like we were talking about earlier, we both got into VR with the Rift S. You can use any headset, really, as long as your PC's okay, I guess. If you already have a good computer, all you need is, a, is an old headset. Even the Quest 2, which is actually, as of now, is like 600 bucks or something. But earlier, it was uh, 399 I think it was. Yeah, shit, they, they raised the prices right. on those recently, Cheap right? Enough. Yeah. Anyway, it was cheap enough 
uh, as long as you got a good enough uh, computer, which you might as well have if you're into the technology, and you ha would have absolutely no problem setting it up. So the Quest 2 is actually a good topic to discuss in VRChat, I think. Um, Quest 2 users get a lot of hate here, right? Um, they, got, they get meme hate, I would say, not actually <laughs> yeah. genuine, genuine hate. It's more of a meme, but um, one thing I've noticed is everybody here kind of hates and clowns on younger people that use headsets, and the majority of the younger people in VR are using Quest 2s. I do want to talk about... Just to explain that. Go ahead. Um, because the Quest 2 was rather cheap for what it is. Um, many families gave that as a Christmas or birthday present to their children. So that just meant, as of this point in time, I think like 50% of Steam VR users are Quest 2 users. Which I'm pretty lot. sure, yeah, so I'm pretty um, sure it's even higher than that. It's like in the 60s. It's the majority, definitely. Yeah point is it's it's a majority by now that are quest users or as VRChat has dubbed them questies and it just shows I have met a few quite a few quest users which are very nice like older gentlemen and normal normal people just as you and I but the majority of them are rather young sounding at least and behave uh, behavior wise are not the best. So I I think yeah it it definitely serves a purpose. Um, it, you know it's it's a cheap gateway into VR. Um, you you do get to experience, especially if you've got a PC, you can just connect it and it becomes a PC VR headset. Um, the one downside, and this is going to lead into a new topic. Um, I'll ask the question first of all before I discuss my reasoning behind my opinion, but. What? How do you feel about age gating for VR chat? Do you think that should be done? What problems do you I see? I think there should be a def, a definitive line drawn with age. For example, you can't have uh, a group of twenty, forty-year-old horny people in this game mixed with a group of sixty, ten-year-olds. When I when I was younger, I I grew up with. Uh, like likely aged people similarly aged people and i turned out um let me not continue that sentence actually <laughs> yeah um, you turned out just fine just fine <laughs> yeah definitely just <laughs> fine um but i do i do see uh, young young people are very much exposed to what they uh, what happens in the in in more or adult environments because you can't quite control it as easily as in the real life. So I should, I, I would say that there's definitely a line that needs to be drawn. For me, it's, um, I see it as 100% a necessity, uh, just because some of the things that I've seen are just, are just crazy. Like, I'd, there's a difference between, you know, maybe like a 14, 15 year old kid who is playing the game has made friends of a similar age. There's a difference between that and actual fetuses that come into the game, you know? So I was, you know, they recently made Drinking Night Quest compatible. That means that it'll run on a Quest wirelessly. You don't have to plug it into a computer to be able to join a world with drinking games. So I was there with a bunch of people playing like the card games upstairs. 
and a squeaker comes up saying, oh, can me and my sister join in the game? And, you know, if, if we were playing, like, maybe Among Us or something, like, it wouldn't be a problem. But we were playing a drinking game. Everybody's an adult, you know. <laughs> the, the, I Everybody was like, oh, I'm really sorry, buddy. How old are you? Because he was obviously a kid. And he was like, uh, I'm eight, but my sister's 11. <laughs> like, the other person that I was with him. That's going to change things. Yeah, and to be honest with you, like, people in that world were very horrible. Um, they didn't deal with it correctly, but... Uh, there were others that pulled them aside and was like, look, you really shouldn't be here. Like, I don't know why the hell go and play like like I was I was talking about Among Us or something else. You shouldn't be asking to play adult-themed drinking games with, with adults, you know? That exact situation can be compared to literally uh, children running inside of a grown-up bar. Exactly, yeah. Also, or even more acquaintable because of the is what it is with e-girls inside basically a strip club yeah would you let your children into a strip club no then don't let them play the and i think the major difference there is with a real world bar there's bouncers that would stop them at the door you know so why is there no age gating or method of, of verifying people for vr chat when it is basically a a chat room right you you are a little younger than me so you might not remember like online chat rooms and stuff um i i definitely went on a few that i shouldn't have when i was a kid but this is basically a, a the equivalent the new the new modern equivalent of those dated online chat rooms you know definitely should I, be I some form of <laughs> verification needed but i think a lot of people are opposed to it because where would the line be drawn um if it is a case of you need to send in a photo of your id would the vr chat devs be capable of <laughs> dealing with that personal data and things like that you know yeah that's also something i wouldn't do personally i wouldn't see an issue with it as long as the data is safe but the way the the devs of vr chat are it's you know it adds a whole new dynamic and there's a lot of legal issues that come with taking people's id you know mm. quite problematic how how they uh, the dev team handled the situations exactly they have, they have lost a lot of trust with the their entire community with the recent update alone and i as i as i've heard it the the a few updates before the security update literally the same situation but not with so much public outcry yeah um for people who actually might be watching but don't know about the security update did you want to touch on that a little bit yes um, before you do sorry update, uh, uh let's take a little sip everybody uh you have to sip when we sip it's it's the, the law cheers But yeah, go ahead when you're ready. Uh, back to this security update. Um, basically, what the latest update in VRChat did was add a program called Easy Anti-Cheat. For those of you who play like competitive games, that might sound familiar. Um, what that update basically does is it stops 
malicious people from using modified clients and that that's a good part because that limits quite a few crashers and basically bad people for for this platform what it ob uh, also does is it removes any uh, modifications that improve performance it removes accessibility mods for people who are deaf who have a mod that automatically translates voices into text for them or like the other way around too for muted people to uh, write something down and have it displayed in their avatar that's also a mod so what what this update does uh, did it was 10% removed bad people 90% uh, removed accessibility for everyone else it also um, it not only removed uh, performance mods it also the program itself the easy anti-cheat for myself it literally eats about 20% of my computer's entire performance so that's stuff that's not available for VRChat anymore that's and, true um, the, the way the, the dev team handled the outcry against this <laughs> yeah um, definitely yeah I think that you know they wasn't it announced a few weeks beforehand and they they already knew that it was going to cause a lot of issues and instead of kind of it wasn't announced a week before and it was announced like three days before the update dropped oh shit okay that's even worse but yeah instead of kind of yeah. holding steady and being like okay maybe we should think of another way around this no they just kind of pulled the trigger um personally i wasn't hugely affected because i don't use a modified client never have don't hunt me down vr chat devs I, I i promise i'm a good boy <laughs> but um you often used performance mods right you you were using the ones that would hide avatars and stuff because avatars are the biggest performance issue i'd say some people use crazy avatars and if they're if you're in a really big world where you can't even see the person you might as well hide their avatar just to save yourself some performance right it makes sense mm -hmm. For, for example, one of the mods I used was um, it automatically removes any polygons from anyone that is further than 10 meters away from, from my current position, which improved performance tremendously. Yeah, I bet. And that was one mod alone. There were security mods uh, to stop against people with shader crashers. There were um, performance mods that just in optimized... Uh, dynamic bone physics and just for you real quick uh, you see my 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 ear me me moving it with yeah. my hand that's a dynamic bone interaction and that that gets improved tremendously okay yeah so that you can see why people were using modified clients now to touch on like the malicious side of things that is a very common issue um we can both agree on that right so mm. to kind of limit how badly they can um they can cause issues for people you know you can see why it's needed but easy anti-cheat isn't something that's hard to bypass um like you were saying if you play any competitive game that uses eac <laughs> quite often you still get cheaters and things like that right um just because it's an easy one to bypass it's literally like the like babby's first anti-cheat <laughs> exactly um but personally it's like i i just don't like the whole 
VRChat is supposed to be like user generated, right? It's like, this is the first time I feel as though the devs have shown, uh, you know, like kind of like stomping down on user generated. There's more control now. So it, it was, it definitely set a precedent. Mm. They could have handled this, this way, way better. Um, for example, to touch back on, on to the security update, I, I took the second to look actually up at the, at the, the reviews on Steam. As of right now, uh, the, the reviews have switched over from overwhelmingly positive and uh, positive to overwhelmingly negative with 35,000 negative reviews Fuck. of which 13% were positive. Only 13%. And the general, all the reviews have uh, run down from positive to mixed. So there was huge outcry on Steam alone. And I'm not even starting with, uh, with the Discord server, the official VR Discord server, which <laughs> just... I joined it specifically because of the update, and I just watched the chat go like a machine gun down down the. Down yeah, the train. when you mentioned it, um, I went to join it, but found out I was already joined, and it was just muted. So like, yeah, I looked at all the channels, and it was going going absolutely crazy. But I can see why, um, it's especially with uh, like my kind of closing thoughts on on it although I wasn't personally affected by it just because I don't use the mods, the amount of performance ones that should already be a feature in the game, um, you know, like the, the deaf mods, right? Like if if you're mute, um, text-to-speech or speech, you know, text displaying on your avatar or speech-to-text, whatever, wherever it was, right, for deaf people, that... Both of them. Yeah, so why isn't... Why isn't the dev team making this a thing? If... If they're gonna take away the ability to do it, the they should. Is, the thing is, they are making it a thing, but they went they went about it uh, firstly banning it and then making it a thing themselves <coughs> instead of making it the thing themselves to make the mods obsolete and then banning it. Is that true? That I, I haven't heard about that. So are they actually adding these features themselves? Yeah, um, it's it's also on the on the VR chat uh, Discord server. They are. They have been cheering on, on VRChat, they um, added a lot of uh, abilities like personal mirrors that you can do with your... Um, where I showed you how to disable the AFK detection, there's now a personal mirror there that you can spawn. No way. Uh, like in front of me right now, I can put it around. Uh, on the same thing as AFK detection? Uh, no, that was actually... Oh, I before. see it. What the fuck? Go. That, that is actually there, pretty like, cool. Yeah, that wasn't there before the update dropped. That only came about after people started complaining about. <laughs> uh, but what about my personal mirror VR chat mod? I want that still to be in there. Yeah, because I guess these are like the easiest ones. The text to speech stuff, and for the blind people. Nice. Uh, that is really, you know, that's that's a positive note, right? I'm I'm actually glad to hear that. This is the first I'm seeing it's the mirror. That they're doing it, but it's a negative that I removed everything first and then slowly over the next few months added back in their own way. Especially like going back to what I was saying about this being a use a very much a user created game. Like you know, the community made all the worlds. 
most of them. The community made most of the avatars, yeah. the games. If the community are adding mods for a reason, why take that ability away? It, it's, it's kind of like the first sign of control, you know? But <coughs> here that VR chat, uh, that we VR chat corporate <coughs> mode, so I don't think there's gonna be any more good news. Good news with it. Yeah, so uh, it probably won't be long before we have ads um, flashing up on our on our headsets. I'll um I'll overlay a clip yeah, of wait. the uh, IOI are they called from Ready Player One? Yeah, that was exactly what I wanted <laughs> to say. The ad overlay that takes up up to 80% of your uh, view, field of view. Yeah, uh, so they can do that with up to 80% without inducing seizures. Thanks for your chat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to games then for VR, because you've been showing me a very special game recently, haven't you? And I actually do want to show some mm -hmm. clips as we're talking in the background um, of, of how well it's gone. <laughs> Did you want to talk a bit about VTOL? Yes. Girlfriend Simulator. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, Vito VR. Um, it is basically a arcade-ish, um, not so much arcade, but very, very. If you, if you were to imagine it, imagine it as Bugs Bunny in a actual DCS fighter simulator plane, a mixture of the two. It is rather cartoony with all with the buttons that you have to press, for example, to start the engine. But it isn't cartoon enough to be overwhelming. For example, this uh, boomery right here, you <laughs> learned uh, how to start up an entire jet and fly within like three hours. Yeah, yeah. We, it, it was a, there was a, there was definitely a few bad sessions where like um, <laughs> you, you were you were saying, okay, so you flip this button, you you press this, you need to turn this down. Okay, so hold on to this one, but then flick that. And then you should be ready to go. And when you do that, pull up. So like, the first time you play it, you're just kind of like overwhelmed. But like you said, like like to me, um, it's obviously a bit cartoony because of the the fact it's in VR. But I think the the realism in the sense that it's the buttons and stuff that you flick are probably quite realistic. Like that that blew my mind. Before before you go on with that thought. How about you throw up an image of a DCS simulator uh, cockpit uh, <laughs> compared to a... Uh, a VTOL um, VR one. Okay, exactly. I, I will throw you it will up. See quite the difference. <laughs> yeah. You will see quite the difference. But... That will also show perfectly what, what, I, what I mean. Even still, um, the fact that you have that much control, um, it, it did make me feel as though I could break into an airfield tonight and take off in a jet. <laughs> I, I most likely couldn't. Just you barely enough to do so. Yeah. <laughs> barely enough to raise it from the ground. I think, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I I really enjoy it. Like if if anybody is watching and enjoys the clips that we're throwing up, um, really fun game, especially with friends. Um, the missions. You know, mm -hmm. d did you want to talk a bit about what the missions involve? Um, yeah, sure. So uh, the the game itself comes with a pre-packaged set of missions that you can do alone or with with friends, uh, ranging from yourself to, I think, sixteen was the highest I've yet to see people. Um, it could be friends. Uh, basically, just can set passwords for it, so only 
only specific people can join or you can make it publicly available for any random person to join and as you said uh, no kids allowed that one world <laughs> yeah that was so funny that too. <laughs> and um, it not only comes with prepackaged missions and different kinds of planes um, it also comes with a ready to play world and mission editor so I have spent about um, three hours in the game by now just to craft three three I think the first two were were kind of bad so I didn't do them but the third one uh, we played together on on the on the lake yeah third time's so the charm I man threw that together within within an hour everything there a little bit of a learning curve but basically just like Minecraft's learning curve yeah I that's and then just upload it and there you go that was kind of mind-blowing as well, the fact that it is so accessible in the sense that you can craft a mission. Um, I will throw up some clips of the mission he created already, but we are planning on making one that's just hell, right? So basically, as many enemies as, yeah. as possible. Should be quite a yeah, funny video. Basically, no balance. We will be like <laughs> Luxembourg trying to fight against Germany. <laughs> nice, uh, nice real-world reference there. So when it comes to other VR games, what is, other than VR chat, I guess, because that, that's a given, um, what would you say is your your must-have VR game? Oh, must-have, that's, I'm not sure. Um, let me refresh my memory. Um, so in my VR library, I have... I would say the absolute must-have is hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. I've heard of that. that. You anything? Um, I've only seen seen videos. I've never played it, but the gun physics is supposed to be the best, right? Exactly. It is literally a gun range simulator where you, of course, me being German, shoot <laughs> shoot sausages. It is very in-depth. You have to do literally everything with a gun that you do yourself IRL. Um, if you have a pistol, you have a button to eject the magazine, you grab another magazine from wherever you stored your magazines, put it in, pull back, uh, rack back another bullet in your chamber, and of course undo the safety if you have it on and you're ready to fire again. And that's for every weapon. And there's a lot of weapons in there, everything from uh, Wild West style weapons that fire with... Uh, um, I, I don't know what it's called, it's like some weird clips that you... You whip it out, up, open behind the barrel, and then you shove another bullet into the barrel, and then you flip it back out. Oh, okay, so it's like kind and of like a, yeah, I get what you mean. So like a, a hand cannon, they have like huge bullets that you snap the gun open, put one in, and then, right? Mm. And they also have muskets, so, you know, which, which, <laughs> which you have to load yourself with gunpowder, another bullet, stuff it in there gunpowder on the on the like firing plate you have to rack it back if you flint breaks you can replace it too it's very in-depth a lot of things in there war must have absolutely sucked back thing. then <laughs> <laughs> but yeah before i a lot of fun in there. before i mention a game that i really enjoyed quite underrated i do want to take a moment you know what time it is 
I'm actually running very low. Um, pouring a, a glass in VR, this is something we haven't had the technology to do perfectly yet. So this is an improvement that needs to be made in the, in the coming years. Cheers. I am gonna show you. Oh, pouring yourself a glass in VR yeah. is a required skill. I, for myself, have a little view hole down at my nose, and <laughs> I can look out enough with one eye to see what just about what I'm doing. Was it you who so suggested can... straws? Because um, that is actually a perfect idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm drinking my 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 rum with with a straw. Is it plastic? No, metal. Ah, nice, nice. I was gonna say, yeah. The I need to get a metal straw because I I really like turtles, and I could just buy a really cheap pack of plastic straws, but I don't want to do that to uh to my amphibious homies. You can also go paper straws. Ah, oh, true. Yeah, but paper straws fucking suck. Let's be honest. Yeah. I don't know if this is in the glass or on my keyboard. Let's give it a go. <laughs> Fuck. I've also spilled my fair share of goddamn drinks. For example, my desk is still drying from some sangria I spilled. Sangria? Fucking hell, you have enough fiesta mm. over there. <laughs> nah, <it's just laughs> Arriba. I, I'm, I'm very, very un... Despite, despite my reputation, Vyajet, I'm ra rather un, uneducated about alcohol kinds. So when I found, when, once I found oh, oh, <laughs> like a paper bottle, one and a half liters of seven percent sangria wine and juice. I thought, huh, two bucks for that. That's pretty neat. <laughs> sangria is so nice, oh, though, right? Nice. Yeah, it is, but I I can't drink it quickly. I I really need a sweet taste, otherwise I just. Ooh. Yeah, I get you. I have. That's kind of why I I prefer mixing so much. Like I don't really. I used to drink a lot of straight whiskey if I didn't have mixers but now I drink so much lemonade with it that it's like I can't <laughs> I can no longer drink straight you know with your name you <laughs> can go the extra mile and actually cut up a, a lemon melon a lemon in there yeah so I actually do really enjoy citrus fruits so um if I had lemons in the house um I certainly would add them <laughs> just to talk about that uh game I was I was on about so I have uploaded a video, but it, it bombed. It was like one of the first ever gameplay videos I uploaded, so pretty shit. Um, it's called Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. Mm. Um, Outer Worlds is obviously that Fallout-esque RPG. Um, Outer Wilds is... It's not a, a native VR game. You have to mod it, but the the VR mod is, is crazy good. It's um, It's a time loop. Have you ever played Majora's Mask, Zelda? Um, hold on, before you go on, um, just 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 for you people watching, Outer Worlds is an absolute bombshell of a game. You need to play <laughs> it on your own before you watch anything on here or any other gameplay video. And Don't yes, let me badmouth it. On desktop, it is it is really amazing, and the story is amazing. You know, <laughs> but you played it in VR. Um, not not Outer Worlds. Um, it, it, it isn't that game. Uh, it, it's got a very similar name, so I understand the confusion. 
It's Outer Wilds. W I L D S. Um but you start off on your home planet. Um there's a solar system like ever moving. Loads of different planets. Um very very small so it doesn't take long to to fly to them, but um you're sent on your way to explore and Outer Wilds you said. Yeah, so you can look, feel free to look it up while I'm while I'm mentioning it. Mentioning I, I just it. did. Uh, I, that's that's literally, literally the game I meant. Oh, okay. Nice, if nice. I said Outer Worlds. My apologies. <laughs> I am German. I <laughs> it it gets confusing, doesn't it? Because they're they're named almost the exact same thing. But yeah, it's it, uh, like you're similar to Majora's Mask, which is my my all-time favorite Zelda game. Um, there's a time limit, and you die over and over until you figure out what the time limit the reason for the time limit is but yeah there's a there's a vr mod man i'm i'm surprised you didn't you didn't know that would you like me to send you it know, to you the reason why i didn't the reason why i don't know it is because i have never played this game myself actually i just watched <laughs> a speed run of it once oh man you're you're all over the place today come on <laughs> get your story yeah, straight yeah. <laughs> you know you, you can you me as a person you could classify me as a fake uh young boomer i guess <laughs> I, I severely like in a lot of like uh, cultural old movies and cultural old games, but for example, I had a PS2 and my phone had a a, a Game Boy emu emulator. So for example, Game Boy po Pokemon games, I've played some of them. I know I know a lot of about them. PS2, I've played Splinter Cell. I've played uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, uh, the 2005 one, um, the the good one, and <laughs> another game. I always forget the name. It's it's very niche, uh, but it is so ingrained in my memory. Um, I think it's called Zero. It's like a, a Japanese game. Is it F Zero? Two Japanese games. Uh, it it wouldn't be on it wouldn't be on PS Two actually if it was. Um, I would have I would have to look it up again. But yeah, Pokemon. Um, yeah. respect. <laughs> but yeah, this is um the reason he called me a boomer earlier. Uh, there is a slight age difference, but not not much at all. Um. <laughs> Pokemon was a huge thing when both of us were young, probably, but um, I've still got the majority of my original uh, Game Boy games. I've, I've like, modded my Game Boy and stuff now. It's, I'll send you some pictures. It is, is pretty sick. Probably overlay some as well. <laughs> but um, this might blow your mind, because I was speaking to somebody about this, and they had no clue, because they're a little bit younger. It's a friend's younger brother. Did you know to trade Pokemon, you had to use a cable back then between the Game Boys and that was the method of trading Pokemon back and forth and you'd battle through the cable as well crazy uh, I um, know that. so in school um, we would sneak our Game Boys in and have little battles at lunchtime and stuff and if I was yeah. being a sore loser I would just pull the cable out <laughs> fair <laughs> no not fair um, but <laughs> It's crazy to think that like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi is a very new invention. It's literally just like one or two yeah. human generations. Very, very recent. So there was infrared before Bluetooth, which you might remember mm. if you had a phone when you were younger. TV remote, yeah. for example. That's infrared. Yeah, so with infrared on phones, I can remember um, it was Fallout Boy, Sugar We're Going Down. Um, trying to get my friend to send me it via infrared you had to hold your phones directly touching each other for the infrared to work 
and it it would take like probably about four hours to send one like two kilobit song um <laughs> it was so bad and every time the bus moved that we were on uh it would break the connection and you'd have to restart so, <laughs> so yeah that was that was uh pretty bad but bluetooth now you know <laughs> everything communicates mm -hmm. via bluetooth luckily speaking of music uh that was probably a good segue into a new topic so i don't think i've asked you this if i have i was drunk what music are you into please don't I, I always dread this question. I <laughs> I am into a rather... Um, I'm not sure how many people like the, the style of music. Hey, man, um, I, I love Taylor I Swift, like too. Recent, no, I only <laughs> recently even found out what the music is classified as. Um, but I'm, I really like it to the point where my playlist of the music that I listen to has 1,350 listeners to. All of it, which is just me, oh, shit, because it's a private playlist, and it's it's breakcore or nightcore vocalization uh, vocaloids, but not vocaloids, but also breakcore vocaloids. It's it's very weird. It sounds very European, like you know, like I could imagine a, a dirty for underground anyone, rave, you know. <laughs> for anyone who might might know, uh, Slot is, uh, is <laughs> someone who does good break core for example and some of some of the songs like for example take on miko that something something close enough i would say so i i like edm um i'm but probably not the type of edm that you hardcore germans love <laughs> um, i'm into drum and bass jump up drum and bass you know uh, jungle things like that so like the raves here in the UK are more, we do have like hard style raves and shit, but like, yeah, they're not, this is not my kind of thing. So breakcore is not something I've heard of. Um, you know, if, if I can clip, uh, clip this in the middle and just put a little bit of a song that you suggested, like the sewer slut, right? Um, I'll do that now. That's a creator. But yeah, um, does it? Yeah, it it does sound interesting. I I can. Is it similar to like Gabba? Um, that would. I don't know what Gabba is. Horrible sounding <laughs> EDM music. I imagine breakcore is EDM, right? <laughs> what is EDM? An electronic music. Oh um. I mean, yeah, technically it would be. How would you because describe the genre? Uh, yeah, yeah, computer-generated music, basically. But not randomly generated, it's made by a human, but all the sounds are just made by a computer. Okay. That that does sound interesting. Um, I was expecting, like, you know, normally when you ask people, they're just like, oh, yeah, I like uh, rock. <laughs> like generic answers that that was actually a better answer than i could have hoped for so thank you <laughs> well i my mom did call me special one <laughs> yeah so the teachers at school used to call me special too 
it, it actually said special on my uh, on the test. <laughs> but myself, um, I am more into hip hop, UK hip hop kind of. I still have playlists from when I was younger, like uh, punk rock, uh, pop rock as well. So like, I listen to a lot of Slipknot, uh, Paramore, Fallout Boy, Blink One Eight Two. <laughs> Are you falling asleep? <laughs> no. Uh, did you not catch what I was trying to do, like at all? No. <laughs> I was I was trying to get a fist bump, and you just. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Continue talking. So the camera would have would have caught that. That is that is the most horrendous thing to happen to a person. So I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, don't, don't, <laughs> Please. don't pity me now. Because now you're it's doing too late. it to me. You, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've made me suffer as you have suffered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm German enough to do so, but yes, let's go without you leaving your seat. Without let's you go. leaving your seat. Okay. Come on, you can reach this. Come on. Uh, let's hope there's not a wall. There we go. Ah. <laughs> I was just scraping my wall, actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, just for your reference, I have, like, my, my camera, what my camera sees right here. So I just see uh, my, the camera perspective, me just, my fist hanging <laughs> like this, and you're just going on. Yeah, I'd, I'm really, honestly, that is the, you know, when it happens in real life, that, that at least it wasn't in real life, because that is a, it's happened to me in the past, and it's, it's a way worse feeling, especially if, <laughs> if someone else sees it, <laughs> and you, you just kind of make eye contact, and you're like, fuck. I knew I shouldn't have left my house that today. It is a different kind of pain, <laughs> quite frankly. Uh. <laughs> I fucking hate these people. I knew I shouldn't have come. But yeah, where were we? We were talking about music. So I have a lot of... Um, I mentioned Fallout Boy earlier. So all of the old pop rock and punk and, uh, you know, The Offspring, uh, Rise Against crazy crazy good band um i think they're canadian can't actually remember it's been years but um yeah I, I still listen to all of that music but now it's like if you went through my phone looked looked at my playlists you would see hip-hop um you know uk stuff bit of drum and bass here and there but i normally listen to that when i'm when i'm out um which hasn't hasn't been very often lately at all. <laughs> you, uh, your music taste sounds like flat soda. <laughs> How dare you? I, I have quite a quirky music taste. I, you know, if I was listening to like Taylor Swift or Billy Billy fucking Eilish or something like that, I, I would take that answer. But <laughs> how dare you? I, I, bearing in, bearing in mind, I have not heard what slotcore is yet. So <laughs> when I when I actually do what hear you, this, slotcore, slotcore, wasn't it? I, I don't know. Slotcore. No, that's the name. That's the name of a creator. Slut sewage. Slot. Uh, sewer slut. Okay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm a boomer, man. These are all new words to me. Yeah, it, it seems like you have yet to drink enough. Yeah, okay, hang on. Can you believe this guy? 
scriptures, man. But yeah, these these are all new words to me. They're they're new and scary. The world is changing around me, and I <clears throat> I don't like it. Excuse me. Uh, I just spilled a bit. Yeah, that's uh, that's old karma coming to get you over there. Hope your keyboard stays sticky. Oh, it wasn't alcohol, it was just like, because my drink is cool and it's like, what, 30 degrees at night <laughs> where we live. <laughs> it, it's it's bad. for you American weirdos. Yeah, and um, a lot of people are probably thinking like 30 degrees is nothing. Thir well, even even in Fahrenheit, that's about 60, right? I, I, I don't know the conversion. Um, it's like very, very but yeah wise. here we don't have aircon um and our buildings are meant yeah. to keep in heat so it's like swamp ass city for me um i've changed my shirt like four times today <laughs> so for 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 us european people ex-european people at least we have like laws that force us pretty much to build our houses as energy efficient as possible which means our whole houses are designed to capture as much sunlight and sun heat as possible. But we don't have AC because we never get so warm. So whenever we have a like heat wave, and this current heat wave has been going on for like literally <laughs> yeah, two weeks. months, none of us have AC. It gets third degrees outside, and because of lack of airflow and a lot of heat. Uh, Energy saving, sa saving in the buildings. Yeah, and my Just my job is like I uh, I work at a, at a desk job, and in my free time I spend my time at a desk. So I've actually been dying. I, I think like <laughs> I, I can't take this on any longer. Yeah, hopefully. But you do have free healthcare, so get far. <laughs> that is always like the best rebuttal, I guess. But um, the no, thing about no British people is. We moan about the weather no matter what. It's like small talk, right? So like next week when it's it's fucking pissing down with rain, I'll probably be, be moaning to you again about that. What upcoming VR news are you most excited about? Oh, I'm very much out of the loop in that regard. Okay, so am I. But um, in in terms of like new new games that are coming out, you know the Boneworks sequel bone labs yeah i do i'm pretty excited for that because boneworks is another game that i really enjoy the physics in it um so similar to half-life alex it's a physics kind of sandbox you know like you you've obviously played it <laughs> um mm, i have yeah but yeah bone labs um is gonna turn that up to 10 i, I hope a uh, few clips of the trailer behind us again but I haven't actually paid attention to like any new VR tech coming out because like there's the the new Meta ones, right? Um, I, I can't remember the name of them. Uh, <laughs> like the Quest Pro is supposed to come out in hardware VR stuff. It's got like a which is like blasting up 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 in price. I think it's like yeah, or a thousand bucks. That was a weird um, the headset. Well, just the headset for a thousand. 800 and I think uh, both controllers like make it a thousand like oh, okay. and the Apple VR VR and augmented stuff is gonna become like uh, come out and be like 2000 bucks that really annoys me because Be Apple 
yeah apple yeah like the whole apple thing you know how like having an iphone is like a a status symbol to most people i don't want oh, vr don't, to become don't get that me started about fucking apple i yeah i, I just i genuinely have nothing but this hatred for that company <laughs> and this is they're trying to you know vr is going to become like oh i've got i've got my apple headset like do you know what i mean like it's it's like that's not what vr is about so i i hope okay, it's shit okay. I'm, I'm i'm gonna get started with apple <laughs> so not only apple yeah they're one of the earliest companies who made like computers and smartphones and shit and they did have some innovation but when was it the last time they actually did something like big like inventing the the fucking touch screen for for example or something it was by now like 20 years ago or 30 years ago i think it has been so long since they actually did something good their their brand has just been bloated because they their brand is worth their brand yeah that's literally yeah. and re repair wise if you if your screen breaks on your on your apple phone you know your face id if you if you don't want to blast like another four thousand bucks for new for new uh for new phone and you want to just replace the, the thing that's actually broken which is easily fucking replaceable the screen that being you will lose a lot of features just because apple is being a little little cunt there's 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 huge reason why apple is in uh, in hot water with uh legal uh, with the law in in the u.s there's a, that's also the reason why uh, they have yet to switch to USB-C. yeah uh, they just want to earn more europe are like forcing them to with their next batch of phones right <coughs> mm. They're so very anti-consumer. They're like uh, the the what's what's the person of the oil company called that like uh, like a monopoly? Uh, I I oh, okay yeah. The Rockefellering uh, uh, repair for for uh, mobile devices. Yeah, so they recently um I'm not sure if you watched like Linus Tech Tips at all. Um, big YouTuber. No. He doesn't need a shout out, <laughs> but um no he uh because you can get. You can order the the tools to self repair your device yourself now. Uh, only recently, like the last few months. But the catch is, um, you can either pay like a thousand dollars to to have the have the tools to to own them, like the the press for the screen and things like that. Really, they are good tools, but you can hire them for fifty dollars a week, which isn't bad at all. That is quite a good deal. But the screen to get a replacement screen from Apple is like. 200 300 pounds so you would that spend more screen being that, yeah no, no no that is an original screen you can just as easily get a 10 10 pound screen from from somewhere in china it doesn't have apple logos there's no, there's no copyright reason that might be an option kind of stuff. yeah that is an option but apple is fighting against that option if uh, hold on let me actually pull up one well of that the, proves how um one guy. how anti-consumer they are right because if they they are finally allowing you to do it but if you want an official apple screen and official apple tools you'll pay through the nose for it it's actually more expensive doing it that way than getting it repaired in an apple store all right um there's a there's a channel in New York specifically about repairing phones and mobile devices, mostly Apple. I think I, I think he do, only does Apple. His name is Lewis Rossman. 
and he has he has many great videos about how he explains how Apple is screwing the entire industry of third-party repair. Um, for ex to draw like an example for any audience, if you have your car and you want to exchange your brake discs discs because they're worn out, you can go to any any person selling you brake discs because brake discs are brake discs and uh, replacing them is rather easy if you know like you can watch a tutorial on youtube takes you 30 minutes to watch it to understand it another two hours to change them if if you're slow and boom your car is perfectly fine you replace something but apple is forcibly um, stop using laws and their advantage to stop other people from selling brake discs and they are making the tools to replace your tires and your brake discs special and then they sell the tools for tools worth in material and production yeah. costs basically like 10 bucks for a thousand like you said yeah that's the, and, and it's they, crazy they, they'd be like yeah you have the tools be grateful we are we are allowing <laughs> this we are a good company we, we we do support you but you gotta pay us literally ten thousand percent of a profit to us to, to, to yeah so. that's that's one of the conclusions he he fell upon he was like he basically said these tools are tailor-made for iphones they are perfect tools really really good build quality but they're not worth a thousand dollars they're nowhere close mm and why is it more expensive to buy a replacement part from them than to go into a store and get it repaired by them it's like they're saying like we don't even you know that will it will allow you to do it but you'll pay more so people aren't going to do it and still go to them you know hmm. so they're making acquiring a replacement part impossibly difficult uh to refer back to lewis rossman uh my man <laughs> Um, he also does circuit board repair. So if if you drop your phone and if you sneeze on your phone and like a drop it like rusts a single chipset like a five buck chip, and that breaks your entire computer, you would go to Apple, to one of those quote unquote geniuses, and ask them to fix it. They would say um, that one liquid indicator is red. We will replace the entire board. And Apple being Apple, the board that actually cost like. 40 bucks uh, will cost you uh, 280 bucks to replace it and with labor of course it, it turns into 2000 so rather buy buy an entirely new one but the, the, this guy Lewis Rossman he will he will look at it he has very good connections with third party supplies um, he can screw it open solder off the broken chip get you the chip that literally costs a dollar solder it on Boom, your laptop works again, you pay 50 bucks for this guy's work, because he, he works in New York. It's expensive like that. But 50 bucks compared to 2,000. Yeah, that's a pretty good no fucking deal. Very much cheaper, and, you know, you get to keep your laptop. But yeah, I think that, that is where we're ahead of the US and places like that right now, with the whole right to repair thing. Because uh, cause it is, you know, think of the, like, not just the fact that people have to spend more money on a new device, but, like, e-waste is a huge problem, right? The amount of, mm -hmm. I've I've done it in the past, the amount of technology I've just thrown out and those circuit boards are just sat at a landfill, never going to decompose. 
think of like how like yeah it's, it's it's crazy like something needs to be done about recycling that stuff properly or, or continuing to repair and keep in use it it doesn't have it doesn't have to be necessarily recycled you just need to find somebody who some way to just efficiently desolder it so that any chipset might be pu pulled off of there and used elsewhere where they can be used and the the board itself it um it ha only has a few metal parts that can be reused the rest is just plastic um speaking of plastic they, uh, there have been recent developments with uh, enzymes that can break down plastic if you could make them genetically in engineered enzymes of course if you can engineer them to specifically break down the plastic of mainboards uh, of, of circuit boards the plastic would just go away and all you would have to, uh, left is the metal there you go easily recycled there is companies that um they melt down circuit boards because like just as you said for the metals inside them so they they salvage e-waste and because you know there's probably like a trace amount of gold or whatever to reuse melting. for like yeah melting is the difficult situation because if if you've ever seen like any any e-waste documentary uh, documentary from africa there's kids there that live at landfills who just pull out old for example tv screens break them and put them all in a pile light a fire on them you know the, the thickest blackest smoke i've ever seen just to get like the the bits of gold and the bits of copper and whatever else is in there out of there that's what melting is bad because yeah. it's just very unhealthy for the atmosphere but the enzyme i talked about it it breaks it down by biological means not by temperature so it turns it turns it uh, plastic into energy for itself to re reproduce itself i think it was so it, it's just it eats plastic for a living and yeah used to live that that it does sound actually really interesting and obviously any relevant articles about that or like pictures will be overlaid well, i would <laughs> have to look it up yeah this is going to be really fun to follow along in post to be honest <laughs> just to like mm. keep up with the conversation and overlay like relevant things did you want to take another little sip with me before we move on? Um, very well I shall. Yes, indeed, sir. And again, follow along. Even if it's 8am in the morning when you're watching this. But yeah, I'm gonna run for a quick smoke if that's alright, man. And then we'll go through a few closing topics. So, right. before we continue, it is sip time. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. So, yeah, did you want to run through any plugs that you might have for your stream? Um, the only thing that would be the case is my Twitch stream. Um, I usually uh, spend a lot of time drunk in VR chat, and anytime I do, I tend to stream it. So feel free to drop by twitch.tv slash real rusted iron, all small, all together. Um, feel free to have 
a drink with me, make me suffer with my sound words and whatever. Um, enjoy yourselves. So we are actually planning on streaming this podcast. So the cockpit is going to be streaming on Rusted Stream. Again, check the overlays. Right now it's just a green screen, but everything relevant will be up there. Um, so we're planning on streaming it and uploading it as well. So this first episode is, is just going to be a video. There's still obviously the teething issues, but eventually we want to get to the point where we're editing the, the green screen live. It is possible. It's just going to take us a while to figure it out, I think. Yeah, b before we went on the little break, I did uh, happen to talk about this little bitty here in VR chat. Specifically doing a podcast in VR, for example. Uh, if, if you are viewing this from, from, from your desk, you know. Um, you're seeing us sitting at a desk, talking about it, chilling in a chair with a green screen with some clips back there. But in actuality, it's all a lie. Like there, there's actually no chair in front of a uh, table in front of me. I could put my head literally through there and my legs too. There's there's nothing here. I have a desk right right where where there's pretty much nothing but air. There's my desk. So having what it, what he's trying to do is. Um, live streaming a podcast like this where we have a humongous oper operative kind of thing strapped to our heads is going to be very difficult so it's doable though it's definitely doable like it's a lot easier to so when you see this one up on the channel um on youtube this is going to be all done in post with the green screen way easier mm -hmm. uh, all i need to, to need to do is watch back the footage put things in the green screen um we do have ways already of overlaying desktop windows in VR. So I've got one by here, which you can't see. Um, you've got one as well, right? Uh, what? Uh, you, you know, like the overlay screens. So we're using uh, ah. OVR settings. Yeah, sorry, my brain just parted a bit. I, I got <laughs> it. Um, yeah, we have we have four VR little tools that allow us to, you know, for our own own like point of view. Put what our desktop is seeing, or a specific window, like wherever we want it floating anywhere, can place it down. But so yeah, I example, think I have I have my my recording software for for my perspective for this for this fella uh, right here displayed. I can see what what's going on. So I've but done it with videos in the past where like you can overlay a script or overlay, you know, when we are doing doing this live and future episodes will be a lot better i promise um we are gonna you know there is ways you can interact with the screen so like you know hopefully it's not janky hopefully we can just do it on the fly that's what we'll get to <laughs> fingers crossed but yeah for now it's like just in post just a post edit but yeah the next time the next time we do go we, we are here in the cockpit we'll be live on rusted iron and obviously we'll still upload the VODs, um, same as this one, same channel. So if you did enjoy, please like and subscribe. It really helps us out. We're brand new. And uh, yeah, hope you did enjoy. Let's, uh, let's take a little swig to close. Actually, I've got about three quarters of a glass. So did you want to do a little down for the boys? Yeah. But yeah, we'll have more topics, um, some drinking games as well. Yeah. That'll be uh, fun. My hip track has just gone crazy. Cheers. Cheers, everyone.
I'm going to find the most horrific outro music to play. 